We're starting a brand new parak, the fourth parak of Meseches Beya. Um, we're going to start out with the topic of what's known as Uvda Dechayel. Uvda Dechayel literally means a yomtif work, a, a, I'm sorry, a weekday work. It's forbidden to do something on Shabbos and yomtif, which um, is similar to a weekday activity. There's a machlekas amongst the Paiskim. It's not so clear the parameters, what falls under of the Dechayel, but we'll just say for our purposes right now, anything that is similar to one of the 39 forbidden labors of Shabbos and Yom Tif, if it's similar to it, that may fall under the category of, of the Dechel. Okay, There's a couple other approaches of, of what of the Dechel could be. It could be you know, uh, overexertion. Be it as it may, we're going to describe in our Mishnah here, as we start the fourth parak, um, activities that are forbidden because they appear on, on Yayamtif because they appear to have the exertion and the method of a weekday activity. All right, so let's go. Three lines from the bottom of 29b, the bottom of Chavtas Amr Bey's brand new parak. Here we go. Zogt the Mishnah. Amibi Kadiyai Makam, a person who's schlepping. Kadayayan, barrels of wine from place to place. You're not allowed to carry them in a box or in a basket, which was the normal way. Okay, even one at a time. You shouldn't transport these heavy things in the normal way. Avol, maybe you walk safely, but you're allowed to carry it on your shoulders. Okay. Lefanov, or carry it right in front of you. This wasn't the standard way that people would carry barrels, so it doesn't look like a weekday activity. Again, there's no, you're not transgressing one of the 39 labors of Yomtev. But it's similar, it's like, it looks like exertion, and it's similar to a, to a, one of the 39 forbidden labors. So we say, don't do it in the usual way. Somebody's bringing straw. Should not carry the box behind him, right? Hang over his shoulders behind him. Carry it in your hand. Umatzchil on top of today's daf, ba'armas ha'teven, and um, you're allowed to use this as arvas ha'teven. You're allowed to use it uh, to use for your oven. Avolay be'etzim shabam muktzah. You're allowed to use the straw for your firewood. But you're not allowed to use wood in the muktzah. Okay, now we're familiar with the word muktzah, something that's forbidden to move on Shabbos yomtif. Over here, muktzah literally means set aside. So over here, muktza means it's a storage area, shed, house that was called a muktza. When they needed storage and they didn't, it was type of storage that they didn't use often. It was called a muktza. It's kind of set aside. You're not allowed to take wood that's inside of a muktza, one of these storage sheds. Tana, we learned in a Bryce, says the Gemara. Okay? We have two Mishnayis on today's daf. Um, the Gemara is going to handle mission number one, and then Amud Bey's, on top of the Amud Bey's, we have a brand new Mishnah. If, let's say, you can't carry in the unusual way, then Mutter will still permit it. 
we'll still allow it. You're not doing a malacha. We just don't want you to do of the dechayim. We don't want to do something that looks like obey the activity. So you should change it. If you can't change it, okay. Mutter. Ask on Rabbi Mechuzah. Rabbi was Mesakin in Mechuzah. De Doray Beduchka. When something could be carried Bedaychik with difficulty. Lidray Beragla. So then you should carry it instead using a Ragla. What is a Ragla? A Ragla is a pitchfork. What does a pitchfork do when it comes to schlepping? It's unusual enough. It, it, it makes it, it's unusual enough, but it's also, it's making it easier. So I don't need to schwitz as much. Lidre Beagra, I'm sorry, uh, Lidre Beragla. The Dara Beragla, something which is usually carried with a pitchfork, Lidre Beagra. Do it by two people holding it on a pole together. The Dara Beagra, if it's usually carried by two people on a pole, with a pole in between. Or the Beagra. So they should carry it with a single person pole. We should spread a handkerchief, a sudder on top of it. At least it looks unusual. That's not possible. Shari, you're allowed to carry it. Ideally, try to change it a little bit, remove the issue of the dechayel. However, if it's not possible, it's still permitted to carry in the usual fashion. Now, as I was learning this Gemara, I was thinking, you know, about, about when you look at people's lives, sometimes it's even within our own life. You don't have to look at it. We shouldn't be looking at others, you know. But there's like, there's like a way to get it done. And then there's like, uh, like the proper way to get it done. Then people are like, I can't. I, I just can't do it that way. I need to do it this way. I got to do it. It's too hard to change the, the brand phone that I use. It's too hard to change whatever. I need the numbers over here, eh? The one I was giving eights has had to do it better, but uh, some people, they, they just can't handle the change. They can't, they just, okay, fine. Beseder, mutter, yeah, it's, it's just keep going, you know? I find this even in my own life. Sometimes, like, I'm, I'm, I'm able to play that dance, you know, and be able to make that change to do it where it's better, you know, uh, call it lehalacha for kavad yamtiv, whatever it is. And then there's times where, like, it's just not going to work. There's, you know, we have every excuse to work. We're just we, in the world. We just can't. We can't handle the change. That's glorified. Mother, you're not doing it right. But all right, no, we'll let you get away with it. As much of a shinoi as you could possibly do, you should do for yomtiv. There were women who filled up their water pails. Yumatava on Yamtif, Velaika Meshanyan, Velayamrina Luhu Velaymidi. And they carried in the usual way, and the Chachamim didn't say anything to them. The question is, why not? If they're supposed to change from the usual way, why didn't the Rabbanon say anything when these women, uh, when they saw these women carrying like this? Amalei Ravashi says, Mishum because it wasn't possible. Why not? Hechi Yavid. What do you expect? What do you want them to do? If you want them to use a bigger a pail, tamali zuta or a smaller pail, yeah, So then either they're going to have to walk slower because they have heavier water, or they'll have to make more trips because they can slap less water. And if you want, if somebody usually use a small pail. To use a larger one, kamafshi b'masoi. It's it's heavy. 
you're going to say cover it, sometimes the cover falls off, and now you end up carrying the lid itself. Now it's also heavier, and the lid is not even, uh, it slipped off, and it's not even fulfilling its purpose. Um, tiktere, if you're going to say tie down the lid, Okay, no, but then it's a problem. You might come to uh, make a permanent knot. Make a handkerchief on top. Sometimes that handkerchief will get covered, will get water, and now you might come to squeeze out the water. Therefore, we say it's not possible, and we'd rather the women carry it in the usual way. Period. End of that explanation of our halacha of the Mishnah, that a person should ideally change from the usual way, but if there's reasons telling us otherwise, even though it seems like of the Dechayel, it's still permitted to do so. What's pshat? Why is it that we know on Yom Tifin, let it clap, and not let it bang your thighs, not let it dance, but people do it, and the rabbis uh, let it go. Why do the rabbis let it go? Amr So Abai said, according to your what's bothering you, a person should not sit by a lechi on Shabbos. Now a lechi, um, many of us have uh, become familiar with it over the last uh, week or two because the Erev was down last Shabbos and it seems like it's going to be down this Shabbos as well. So people put up lechis. Right? These, uh, these beams that sit at the call it entrance or exit of an Eruv, okay? It says a person shouldn't sit at the, at, at like the exit or entrance of the Eruv at the Lechi, because if you sit right at the edge of the Eruv, you might come to leave the Eruv to pick some to carry something. But there's women who take their stuff, they sit by the edge of a mud, and the rabbis don't tell them to take a step back. What's the reason why we allow the women to sit around and yenta at the entrance and exit of the alleyways? Because they're going to hang out there anyway. So better they hang out there without doing it on purpose and feeling like they're sitting than to do it on purpose and you know they're doing an Avera. So too, over here, let Kla Yisrael clap and dance and bang their thighs. Okay? Now, when do we say, when do we say, better to keep your mouth shut? When do we say that? You only say that by a, by a Rabbanon, by a rabbinic decree. If you know somebody's not going to listen, don't say nothing. But when it's, when it's a biblical issue, then there's an obligation. And the Gemara says further, listen to this, Valaihi. this is not the halacha, let's clarify the halacha. The halacha really is, whether it's a biblical transgression or a rabbinic transgression, yet, apparently there were people who would continue eating on Erev Yom Kippur even once it reached Shkia, Okay, and um, um, the halacha still was that that uh, the, the and the chacham still didn't say anything to them. All right, 
Um, and we know you're supposed to add a little bit to the Yom Kippur. They didn't do that. So you see, even by a Daraisa, the halacha is, if you know somebody is not going to listen, you don't give Teichacha, you don't give rebuke. Period. To that. Very, very important halacha to know. Very important halacha to know, practically speaking. You're allowed to start of um you're allowed to use a fire by using straw. Okay, even if the straw wasn't set aside for firewood. You could you could use things from an eitzer. You could use things from a storage area on Yamtiv. Money. Who does that follow? Ribshimani. The Lesla Muksa, Shimon holds most things are not Muksa unless it's mamish, like set aside. Right? But something that could possibly be used, like this straw, which wasn't meant to be used right now, really was meant to be animal food, maybe a little later. But, Lamaisa, it got, yeah. Since it wasn't like set aside completely from me, I'm allowed to use it. Aim a safe, but say that in the Mishnah. Avalai Beitz and Shem Muksa, you're not allowed to use the wood that's inside the Muksa. Right? The Muksa was the backyard shed where they kept uh, long term firewood. That's that's also to take. I saw the Rabbi Yehuda. That seems to follow the Rabbi Yehuda, the Islay Muktza, who holds that you're not allowed to take that. That most things are Muktza unless it's Tavka set aside for Shabbos and Yom Tovis. So Gemara says, There's a difference between cedar wood and Ashuchi uh, wood. Okay, Ashuchi wood. Rashi says is a female cedar. Okay, um, uh, lost the place. I'm sorry. To muktzah machmas chesarinkis, the the um, erez, the cedar wood, and ashuchi wood, the female cedar wood, are both very expensive, and therefore most people are not going to be using it for their firewood. And it's muktzah machmas chesarinkis. I feel Reb Shimon Maida, even Reb Shimon will agree with that. Hence, Reb Shimon is the Tana of both the beginning and the end of our Mishnah. He will allow the straw. And he'll still not allow the wood in the shed because of it being expensive, hence Machmas Chesarenkis. Okay. Last piece of Gemara before we get to the next Mishnah on the top of Amit Beis. Hikidamasi la Seifa. Others learned this halacha going on the Seifa. You're not allowed to use the wood that is in the Mukta. Amar of Kahana Zotomeret Emaskilo Baitzatchilo. You're not allowed to start using Baitzer money. Rabbi Yehudi Dislay Mukta Ayebemereisha Maschilo Baamazdavin. You're allowed to use the straw, even though it wasn't meant for right now. That seems to be the pin of Rabbi Shimon, who's who's makel on Mukta. I saw the Rabbi Shimon the last lay Mukta. So who's the Tana? The Seifa seems to follow Rabbi Yehuda. The Rish seems to follow Rabbi Shimon. No, we're dealing with a straw that was getting ruined. And therefore, you can't say, oh, put it aside. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that it's us. No, Rabbi Yehuda even there will allow it to be used. Right? He'll say it's not muktzah because if you don't use it now as firewood, it ain't, it ain't going to have any purpose anyway. Says the Gemara, Even a even straw that started to rot could become tina, could become plaster, and uh, therefore it has a later use, and Rabbi Yehuda should say it's muktza. Gemara says this, lekaitzim. No, we're dealing with straw that has kaitzim, there's thorns in it, and nobody's going to make the, the plaster out of it. Hence, um, 
it must be used now, and even Rabbi Yehuda will hold that it is not Muktza, and he could be the Tan of our Mishnah. So according to Lishna Kama, according to the first way we learned, the Tan of our Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon, according to the Lishna Basra, the second way of understanding the Gemara, the Tan of the Mishnah can be Rabbi Yehuda, period, end of that discussion. Okay. We now turn to the top of Lamed Amud Beis, 30b. And we may be familiar with some of these words. The Gemara is making sure we don't forget about Sukkis. All right? Here we go. Ein nightlin eitzim min ha-sukkah. You're not allowed to take wood from a sukkah. Yeah? You could take wood from that's next to a sukkah. Now here's what's cute. We'll call it cute. Because the very first Rashi tells us, what do you mean? Don't take wood from a sukkah. Vasmain, look at the first Rashi. Kagain, for example, on Pesach and Atzeres, on Pesach and Shavuos, the Yashiv Vasukkah and sit in the hut. So Rashi tells us we're not dealing with sukkahs. A sukkah over here means an outside hut. A sukkah, a pergola. I think that's what, that's what we call it, right? So you're not allowed to take wood from a structure. But we're not dealing with mamish, a sukkah on sukkahs. All right? So again, what did the Mishnah say? You're not allowed to take wood off of a sukkah on Yamtiv. You let it take wood that was next to the sukkah. Now let's explain. My in the sukkah deloi. Why can't you take wood from a sukkah? You're taking down a oil. You're taking down a tent. You're, it's it's called sicer, right? You're you're breaking down. Um, you're breaking down the structure. So why isn't breaking down a structure a problem, even if it comes from next to the regular? Yeah? There were some extra pieces that were laying around. But it doesn't mean that like you took wood off of a neighboring hut. You can even say when it wasn't, you know, hanging around the walls. Yeah? You're dealing with Isuraisa when, when the uh, wood was all Isur, was all tied together. Um, when it's tied together, so that's an unusual way for it to be part of a building, right? You know, people usually don't keep wood in bundles tied up and lay it out as their schach, lay it out as their roof. If they wanted it to be schach, they would untie it and then it would lay out. But if that, since it was tied together, what that did for them uh, is make it that it never became a chilek of the structure, it became part of the structure, and therefore taking them down is not a problem. taught in a brisa in front of You can't take wood from a sukkah, from a hut, but you could do something next to the hut. Everybody agrees that on sukkah, you're not allowed to take wood off of a sukkah on sukkahs. That is for sure. Uh, going to be Muktzah, because the, again, it's, there's a mitzvah taking place here. If you missed that, but if you made it tonight, I call a feet tonight. 
if on if you made a condition about your schach on sukkis, depends what your condition is, and we'll explain. Rebuta matir, Rebuta says it's mutter. I have a Ah, you're taking down the ayel. How could it be mutter? You're taking down a, a, a structure. Yeah, we're dealing with a sukkah that fell down. Some guy had the wrong kavana when he was benching. And uh, he didn't have in mind sukkah's David Hanayfelas. He had in mind his own sukkah Hanayfelas, his own sukkah to fall down. Yeah. So his sukkah fell down. Reb Shimon And Reb Shimon's following his own reasoning, the less late muktzah. Reb Shimon's lenient when it comes to Hilchus muktzah. The Tanya that we learned. Also, the, the extra oil in the ner, in the flame, the shebekara, or the plate, usher is usher to use. Okay? Meaning, if you have a, if you put oil inside of a candle or a lamp and the fire goes out and there's leftover oil, that oil is muktzah. It's not allowed to be used. Rav Shimon says it's okay because it's not longer holding up a flame, and if I want to use that oil to pour into my salad, there's no gezunta hate. There's no reason why I shouldn't be allowed to do it. Says the Gemara, Midami, what's the comparison to sukkah and the candle? When it comes to the oil, so a person's waiting for the candle to go out. Okay? Everybody knows that it's going to go out of, uh, you know, at some point. And Memela um, Rashi explains... When you have oil left over in your candle, it was never completely muktza, because at the time that the owner poured the oil into the lamp, he knew that whenever the flame goes out, I have access to the oil. So the oil never became fully muktza for him. But hacha, but by the sukkah, it's a person there being, oh, I'm wondering when my sukkah is going to fall down. Of course not. So maybe Reb Shimon would hold that by the oil it's not muktzah, but by the sukkah it should still be muktzah. Why? Here's now the question: Why is Reb Why is Reb Shimon saying that it's mutter when you have a sukkah hanayfala? Because listen, the guy knew he got a junky sukkah. It was never really put together. It was uh, it was scotch taped, you know. And when you have a scotch-taped sukkah, you know those boards are not staying up for more than a few hours. And therefore, he was expecting the schach, or the whatever wood was in there, to ultimately become of use to him. Hence, it is not muktzah, same as the oil. Period. All right. Next part of the mission. I'm sorry, this was not in the Mishnah. This was a quote from the Brysa earlier on. Everybody agrees that on Sukkah, Sukkah from a Sukkah on Sukkah is Asr. If you make a Tanai, depends what your Tanai is. What does making a condition about your wood help? How do you know that the wood of a sukkah is usher for all seven days? All seven days for Hashem. How do you know that the same way there's Kedusha on the Karma Chagiga? So too there's Kedusha on the structure of the sukkah as well. Just like the Chag, the Karbon, 
is for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so the Sukkot is for Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore, as the Gemara, Midayraisa, you see that a Sukkah has kedusha, it has holiness. If it has holiness, it should be muktzah to me. Why does it help if I make it tonight? What does making a condition help over here? Abrav Nasha be the Rava. Seifa ason the sukkah the alma of a sukkah the mitzvah leimani batanai. You're right. When do we say that making a condition helps? When you make it tonight in a regular hut, not a sukkah, but in a chanami. You know where it's giving. You're right. If it was a sukkah on sukkahs, and you make it tonight to be able to make a condition, you want to be able to use the wood. That that condition does not help, because there's a verse in the Torah that says this this sukkah is holy for Hashem. Says the Gemara. Well, let's ask back on the other way. The sukkah the mitzvah light. You can't make a condition about a sukkah mitzvah. <laughs> we just said you can't, right? Because of the pasuk. But let's challenge that now. Maybe we have sukkah asim to contradict it. By the time we went to Brisa, sicha kochasa, the person made a kosher sukkah. The itra bekramim, and then he made it uh, itra as he covered it. The um, bekramim with um, nice sheets, sedinim, regular sheets, mitzuyarim that are that have tzi or that have. Um, Designs on them, right? Ain't sore kelakena. There's no molder. There's no creator. So there's something with design. The talaba gaizim and you hung up nuts, shkedim, and um, um, almonds, afraskin, peaches, reminding pomegranates, uparkile anavim, and clusters of grapes. Back then, yeah, they didn't have uh, the the uh, synthetic stuff that we have. How would they beautify the sukkah? They hung up fresh fruits. Also, the topic. So, if you hung all these things up as nice sukkah, as to beautify your sukkah, these things you're not allowed to use. Until after sukkah. But if you made it tonight, you made a condition about the fruit, and you said, Listen, I'm hanging up my pomegranate, I'm going to want to eat my pomegranate second night yomtev. Then you could do that. I call the feet tonight. Everything follows it tonight. So you see from over here that even on sukkah, you could make conditions. Unlike what we said before, that you cannot make a condition on sukkah because it's it's kaddish for Hashem. Abai and Rabbah, Dami Tavayu, Abai and Rabbah both answer. Ba'imer, we're dealing with a person who says, I am not divided, I am not separated from them the entire. I don't want Kedusha to ever come on them. That is set aside for all seven days. Okay? Basically, they're wiggling out and they're just saying, you know what? Where do we say that you're allowed to make a condition on the fruits? That's when Dafka, when Yom Tov started, you said these fruits are not Moksa. By the Sukkah, where you don't say that. Because you need your sukkah to be able to eat in it on the first night. So that's why it has kedusha. Says the Gemara, Why is it different from this that we learned? The person has, he does it by one esrog. He has one esrog per day. Yeah? A person sets aside uh, um, one esrog per day. What's the status of the esrog of day one on day two? I'm finished with this Esra. Because I have six more. What's the status of Esra 1 on day 2? 
as soon as on your mitzvah you could eat it. Ravasi says, Kol achas You have to wait until the next day. Okay, so you see, when somebody has in mind, there's a condition over here that I'm no longer using this esrog. You can make this esrog permitted. It's mutter to eat even before sukkah is over. So why can't I make that same stipulation concerning a sukkah? Says the Gemara, last step of the Gemara, Hasam When it comes to an esrog, where there's only a mitzvah to take your esrog by day and not by night. So each day is a brand new mitzvah. I had a mitzvah on day number one, and then that mitzvah stopped when it hit nighttime. I had a mitzvah on day number two, that mitzvah stops at nighttime. But sukkah, however, but hacha by sukkah, the light mitzvah is beyond. There's a mitzvah eating sukkah both day and night. You can't call it a completely separate mitzvah from day one to day two. The chada yom dami. We say that it's like one, one long kedusha. And therefore, the, the muktza status of a sukkah on sukkahs will remain in place whether no, no matter what condition I made, period. We'll hold it here. And Be'ezus Hashem, tomorrow morning, we will pick up with the Mishnah on the top of Daf Lamed Aleph as we finish the final stretch. Meseches Beitzah goes through Daf Mem. We have 40 blocks. We now completed um, the first... 30 kemat, right? We started that base, we're up to Lamed Aleph, and we're now up to the last 10 blot of the Masechta, the home stretch of the Masechta, Be'ezus Hashem. We will pick up from here tomorrow morning on Erev Shabbos at 9.30. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.